You're listening to the Inner Freedom Initiative, and this is Emily Funderburg, a licensed counselor. I am in the freedom business, helping people get set free from the emotional bondage and baggage they carry around with them each and every day. We're on a journey to be able to break the chains of different areas of our life that are holding you back from finding and seeking freedom. Let's get started with the topic we have today. This series on the Inner Freedom Initiative is all about growing your marriage with some of the basics that I go over with couples in marital sessions. I put this episode series together the week before Valentine's Day in an effort to help couples bring intentionality into their relationship and make the whole month of February about more than just a date night. It's always a great time to invest and strengthen the way you and your spouse connect and communicate. So whatever month it is that you are listening to these eight marriage tools, I know they are going to influence the discussions you have at home with your spouse and the intentionality you put into loving them well. Let's dive in to today's episode. Friends, it's Emily Funderburg here. We're ready to jump in. You made it today where we're highlighting some tips, some tricks. We're accentuating on some different things in your marriage. Today, we are talking about teamwork makes the dream work. Can I get an amen? So teamwork makes the dream work. I'm trying to highlight different things that I notice that when people come to me for counseling help, the things that I hear them say, the things they're struggling with, and partnership is a big one. I feel like we aren't, um, a, I don't have a partner anymore. And so today we're diving into this topic of what it means to be a team. And so I'm going to highlight a couple things. I hope you guys continue your discussion after this. Um, but so let, let me just start with kind of telling you guys what I tell other couples. Is people come in to my counseling uh, to, to see me and it's the husband and the wife. They're together and, and I'm there and they want marital help. And one of the first things I tell them and I want to tell you too is I tell them they're, they're, that my client is not either one of you. When you come to me for marital help, the marriage is my client, not you and not you. I both, I care about both of you. I want both of you to have healing and I want to work towards you. But when a couple comes in, we are taught as counselors that if you want marital help, then the marriage is my client. Not only does that happen in counseling, but I think that might help some of you guys at home too is you need to know that there's more than two people. There's more than just you and your spouse. That you need to think of your marriage as its own entity. There's you, there's your spouse, and there's the marriage. So when you make decisions together, when you're thinking about how do we get along in the house, how do we learn how to live in a house with another person, I want you to think about that. The marriage is its own entity. So with that said, teamwork makes the dream work. People feel more connected when they feel like they're part of a team. Have you guys ever been a part of a team, even a sports team when you were younger and you were on the team, but you were on the bench or you were on the sidelines and you were on the team, but you didn't feel very valued. You didn't feel very important. 
So that's a lot of times what happens in relationships, that we are a part of this team, we wear the same jersey, but I don't feel like I'm actually valued. Or maybe you're the spouse that you feel like you do all the work, that you're making all the touchdowns, that you're in the game all the time and you are exhausted and you are tired. Teamwork makes the dream work. We need to learn to rely on each other. As couples, this not only helps you, but you modeling this together helps your kids because you develop a mindset for your whole family that we work together. So what does that mean? So what does that mean and what does that look like? So what I want to talk to you guys about talk to you guys about is how this looks, how you do this in your house, is I want to ask you, how do you set your spouse up for success? If you have a notepad while you're watching these videos, I want you to write that down. How do you set your spouse up for success? We are selfish people in our nature. Like we are driven to wake up and think about ourselves, to do for ourselves. And I want you to think about the fact that this week, this National Marriage Week, is I'm trying to encourage intentionality in your home. How can you think about, how can I set my spouse up for success? So Matt and I try and do this in our own home where I think about how can I set him up for success when he wakes up tomorrow morning? And he does the same for me. And sometimes we get it wrong. We go through seasons, we go through weeks where we just forget that we're supposed to help the other person. So we're not great at this all the time. But when we are at our peak season of really caring for each other well, um, Matt is super great about being able to say, hey, I wanted you to know that I got the lunches prepped. I got the chocolate milks ready for when the kids wake up tomorrow. Is there anything I could do before I go to bed tonight to make sure that you're set up for success tomorrow? Guys, when he says that to me, my heart just feels like oh, I have a partner. It's just this simple reminder that I am not alone. And when I go to the store, and usually when I go to the store, I just, I know what our family needs. I know what the daily list is. I know what the weekly list is. And so I just go to the grocery store thinking about what I think everyone needs. And it means a lot to him when I set him up for success where I say, is there anything I can get you that you might need when I go to the store today? So these are small things, small things, guys. But how can we set our spouse up for success? And I believe that if you practice intentionality in the small areas, that it will transfer over into the big ones that you will have major things, job, career changes, that your spouse is going to say, how can I set you up for success in big things that happen in your life because you practice them in the small areas. So can you think about this in your home? If you're watching this, can you go ahead and maybe list a couple in the comments? How do you guys practice this at home? Or what's a way that maybe you want to admit that you could do a better job of doing this? There's power to writing it down. So just typing in the comments, I need to do a better job of, of this with my spouse. There's power in just writing that down. So can I encourage you to do that today? 
So teamwork makes the dream work. And my first question, I have another one that I'm going to help you uh, apply this principle with. But that first one I just said right there is, how can I set my spouse up for success? How can I care about them? How can I remind them that I see them, that they're, they're not invisible, that they matter to me? So think about how you can do that in your home. You know what the daily tasks are. You know the things that your, your wife gravitates, that she tends to do these chores, your husband tends to do these chores, or maybe you have an absent partner who kind of doesn't do much of anything. And, and I want you guys to start asking each other, um, I don't know how to help you. How can I support you? How can I set you up for success? Because sometimes you can't read your spouse's mind, even though I would love for my mind to be read sometimes by my spouse. And I'm sure that you are the same way, that I wish I didn't have to tell him the things that I need help with. Um, but if you are a spouse where you've been absent for a while in your marriage and you want to start setting your spouse up for success and you're saying, that sounds great, Emily, but I don't know how to do that. He or she has been doing everything for so long. I don't feel like I fit in anywhere or everything I touch, I mess up. Uh, because if you are a spouse, I'm going to talk to the other one for a second. If you are someone who is overly critical, your spouse retreats and doesn't want to help, doesn't want to set you up for success, because not because they don't care about you, but because they feel like every time they try to help, they mess things up even more. And so you need to acknowledge if that's you, if you are the spouse that Maybe you're a little too critical every time your spouse does try to help, so they've just completely retreated. But if you're hearing this message and maybe you're even listening to it together, can I ask that the one who's retreated, maybe it's time for you to get out of retreat mode and come to the forefront and say, I want to support you. I want to set you up for success in any area of your life that you need set up for success in. How can I do that? How can I be the biggest help? Ask. Do not be ashamed to ask. Humility isn't as scary as your pride wants it to seem, okay? Don't be afraid to ask. If you don't know where to start, just ask, how can I set you up for success? It is a line that tells your spouse you love them and you care, okay? Big stuff. Second one, that I'm going to leave you guys with and then I'm going to give you um, an exercise you can do after this to actually apply this one. And that is, um, so I said set each other up for success. And my second one for you today is I want you to know that you also need to support each other's stresses. All about the letter S, S today. Um, but so I want you to hear that. How can I support my spouse's stresses. And I do this a lot with marital couples because it's so important. We don't even know what each other's stresses are and our stresses constantly change. So from season to season, from month to month, sometimes even from week to week, your stresses change and shift. 
And so it's important that if I'm to be a spouse that sets my husband up for success, I also need to make sure that I know his stresses so that I can say, how can I support the things that stress you out? Not everything is in my control. Not everything I can do something about. Things that he's stressed about that are happening at work, I can't go to his office and help fix conflict and um, and have conversations with people. So I can't do, I can't, do everything. I can't be a fixer. Some of you husbands need to hear that, that some of your wife's um, stresses you can't be a fixer in, but you can support her or his stresses. And supporting doesn't always mean fixing. Do you hear how I said that slowly? Some of you guys needed to hear that. Supporting your spouse's stresses doesn't always mean fixing their stresses, um, supporting starts with listening, just listening to the stresses. Um, and I know some of you are saying, I'm just not geared that way. If I can't help, I don't want to hear about it. Um, well, I'm telling you that how you help is to hear about it. Okay. I want that one to really sink in. Um, but how can we support each other's stresses? So the activity I want you to take away from this so that you can actually do this at home. Um, it's great if you do this once a month, whatever. I Right now, I'm just excited if somebody actually does it today or sometime this weekend in National Marriage Week, if you're intentional about it. But how I'd like to see you guys do that is I'd like for you each as a couple individually write out your top five to ten stresses. Things like my weight is stressing me out, my lack of sleep is stressing me out, the kids are stressing me out, my job is stressing me out, finances are stressing me out. Write them down and then, well, first let me tell you that Everyone has different layers of what they consider stress. Some of you guys that are laid back people, you think that stress means you're anxious about it all the time. And that's not, everyone experiences stress differently. So just because um, you're not losing sleep over it doesn't mean you're not stressed about it. We're just talking about things that you, and if some people actually don't even like the word stressed. So how I change that word to help them write this down is top five to 10 concerns. Sometimes that word just goes over better because people don't want to even admit that they're stressed. So can I have you write down a list, five to 10 things that you're either stressed or concerned about in your life? Then what you're going to do, um, both, both spouses do that on your own. Then what you're going to do is you're going to come together and you're going to compare that list. I tell people circle the things that are the same. If you happen to have overlap and you're both stressed about the kids or you're both stressed about something together, then that is something that is you have overlap in. So how can we help each other in the areas where we have overlap stress? And then the second part is anything that you don't have that's overlap, that's where you need to ask, is there something I can do to support you in that area? 
Is there something that I can do to support you over that? And if you are a faith-based couple, it's also something that lets you know, I'm going to be praying over you in this area. You can even verbally pray about the things on each other's list right then and there. It's good to know. It helps build communication. It helps with so many things when we learn to support each other's stresses. So my two big ones for you today were set each other up for success. Set your spouse up for success and think about how I can do that. How can I set you up for success tomorrow? How can I set you up for success on my way home from work tonight? How can I set you up for success? And then the second part, how can I support my spouse's stresses? And then do your list, talk to each other, check in with each other because their stress list is going to change. Those are my tips and tricks for you today. I hope this encouraged you. I hope that you help grow this community, share this if it helped you, uh, so we can grow more and more people learning to bring intentionality into their marriage. This is Emily Funderburg. You've been listening to the Inner Freedom Initiative, where we're breaking chains in our life and walking in freedom. I hope you were encouraged and inspired today to find an area of your life that just needs to be released so that you can find freedom. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can stay tuned with us and hear more just like this one we had today.